But right now we are in the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I ordered Chipotle and I just don't need Coda going crazy. So she's outside, but I don't Mm -hmm. feel bad about it because it's cool outside finally. And so, and she's like a wolf. She could live her best life. Well, Mm -hmm. if you saw her face staring at me through the window right now, you would not agree. (laughs) But here we are. Okay, what the hell's been up with you? What's going on? Mm, It, you know what? Dating women, not for the faint of heart. Let me tell you. Okay, really fast <laughs> before we jump into that because I am all ears, or I will be. I want to be. <laughs> I should probably. Uh, we should probably address last week's episode. So, um, to all of our listeners, last week's episode ended a little bit abruptly um, because we were having some technical difficulties. We will likely re-release the episode, but we'll cross that bridge sooner rather than later. Either way, we'll keep y'all posted. Thank you for listening. Again, thank you for your support. We, this this is this is our best. This is my best. <laughs> I yes, I too am giving my best. <laughs> I had to think why did we I have to think really about that? We are really trying, guys. It's hard out here. Lord. We are some shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm really ready to retire, I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> She said as she liquefied all of her retirement account. Anyway, that's beside the point. Oh, honey. It's fine. It's going to be great. Ew, don't pity me. Ew. Oh, I'm not pitying you. I just, I feel for you. Mm. I want to, like, give you a hug. Like, it's just hard. It's hard. That sounds like pity. (laughs) You you literally (laughs) are like, I'm not pitying you, but then you describe pity. Don't you want to be pitied a little bit? Be like, yeah, it is hard. I'm like, yeah, not you're really. doing amazing. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I want to be pitied all the time. I want people to just talk to me like I'm a child. Be like, you're doing amazing. Do you want a nap and a cookie? Then I'm like, yeah, I do. That'll probably fix everything. I'm not a trained psychologist, though I was a psychology <laughs> minor in college. Good times. Um, but mm. that sounds like you should go to therapy. Okay. I am going to therapy tomorrow. Yay. Okay. New therapist, right? New therapist. Amazing. Okay. Wait, let's circle back to you dating women and like, is it harder than dating men? Would you say? Um, it is, it is just a whole nother game. It is, um, it is unlike anything I have ever experienced before. <laughs> That's fair. And, but I'm in a kind of a complicated situation that I'm sure that we will talk about on the pod eventually. But right now we are in the thick of it. And Into it the messy. thick of it. Into the thick of <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> cue music. I've always, I've always got you with the cueing music. Don't ever think that I don't. Thank you. Oh, I know. Um. Well, yeah, we'll definitely unpack that. I feel like if you were basing what was more diff or like deciding what was more difficult, dating men or women, um, or even like non-binary folks, I feel like if you based it on my experience of dating men, you would immediately say, oh, women for sure. 
oh yeah i love dating women i love dating this woman like i am so into her i am it's just it's i'm in a complicated situation <laughs> yeah it's not black and white in the least oh imagine that something in life not being black and white my god okay you know what we have got to fucking talk about cal love is blind yes lib right? i remember when i first saw the hashtag lib on social media i was like what the fuck is lib and then i was like okay a little context probably would have helped but i it took me a minute but i got there mm -hmm. i did what i needed mm -hmm. to do okay okay so full disclosure spoiler alert so if you are listening and you don't want to hear spoilers i recommend that you skip ahead like 10 minutes probably because we could talk about mm. this for forever correct me if i'm wrong oh god yeah uh i'm just i'm really glad it's over honestly i hate these people i feel a relief <laughs> for this season being over too and what's so crazy is like this is supposed to be entertainment we're supposed to enjoy this but i feel like this season was a dumpster fire this season felt like what real life dating is like. Mm, that's an, that, you know again, what I mean? a dumpster fire. Yes, I yes, do. Exactly. Like we went to, this is supposed to be escapist TV. This just feels like a Thursday night on Bumble. <laughs> mm, or a Thursday night sitting across a table at one of your favorite restaurants. And what's going through your mind is, holy shit, I can't come back to this restaurant again because the state is going so bad. I probably mm. am gonna run into this guy and I can't I can't afford to do that. So yeah, I hear you. Mm. That wasn't speaking yeah. from personal experience, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I hate all of these people. I hate this show. Um, I hate marriage. I'm in a weird mood. Right yeah <laughs> jesus tell us how you really feel my god it lay just, it, it on so, us it feels so stupid i know so it feels very um like very oh, there's a word that's at the tip of my tongue and i want to say like minimal minute something like insignificant but that's not what i mean to say i mean to say like trivial it's very trivial yeah that's the word like I'm when i was of. When I was younger, and I, I always loved dating shows, shows that were about love, whatever. I feel like I was like, yeah, like I want that. Like mm -hmm. that looks like so much fun. And I watched this bullshit and I'm <laughs> like, guys, I do not want any part of this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, just, it's, it's literally taking all of the worst parts of modern dating and like kind of amalgamating it or tying it up with this nice little bow like the fact that uche and lydia dated and here's the thing i did think that lydia was not clinically again i'm not a trained professional but i did think she was a little cuckoo bananas and i decided against that because i did a little bit more research and like we posted that thing on social media about her like the crazy face screenshot which uh -huh. i still think is hilarious like obviously it's gonna uh -huh. stay but after hearing Milton speak so highly of her and like I and this is the reunion after he's he mm -hmm. stood up for his wife at the reunion and he was like Milton was the star of the show star of the reunion may I say yes yeah <laughs> yes good point. because yes. he the way that he spoke about his wife and the way that he like spoke about handling the situation with Uche and just like the dynamic there and you know, making it very clear, setting the boundaries of like, we're not friends, dude. Like, if you want to come to me and maybe quote unquote warn me about this woman, 
like that's great, but I'm also still my own person. I'm going to make my own decisions based on my experience with her. He said something that really stood out to me and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically was like, if, um, anything happened between Uche and Lydia in the past, that's fine. That has to do with them. But my relationship with Lydia and my dynamic with my wife and all of these things moving forward has nothing to do with that. And I thought that was like, yeah, in the context, I thought it was like very, very much a stand-up thing um, of him to do. So, Which honestly, it's like really not – that's how I would expect like an adult to behave. The rest of them are just like children. (laughs) No, here's the thing. I didn't expect it of Milton because I very much wrote him off because he's 24 or he was 24 Mm -hmm. like when everything went down. But I think in hindsight, looking at how he conducted himself when the show was filming, but then also at the reunion, I was like, oh shit, we got a man on our hands. I was like, oh, show us your chest. Is there a little more hair? (laughs) A couple little burgeoning hairs, you know, anyway. So yeah, like- that was my thought. I was just, I was really honestly excited to see a black man, weird as he may come off, and Lionel Richie-esque mm. <laughs> as yeah. he may come off. I really was like loving seeing a black man stand up for his wife. Now, yeah. the woman that I think graced the stage most beautifully, not even physically, but just like most beautifully, was Taylor. And she, I, even her posture, I fucking love her. She's gorgeous. She's strong. She knows what the fuck she wants. She reminds me of myself. And she was right. Like she's right to be right. But also she handled it with such like grace that I was like, holy shit, her Mm -hmm. feet don't even touch the floor when she walks. Like I'm convinced Mm -hmm. she looked bomb in her dress. I was a little bit, when Mm -hmm. I saw photos at first, I was like, I'm trying to figure out like what makes sense. Um, (laughs) Color wise. Right. Yeah. But it was beautiful in her. And even her posture when she was sitting on the couch, everything, the way she addressed JP, JP Cowell. Oh my away, God. Like it just was everything. And her fucking makeup. Flawless. Oh, it was flawless, but it was, also, <laughs> it flattered her so well, unlike some other mm-hmm. blonde um, cast members who mm-hmm. shall not be mentioned. <clears throat> Stacey. So, yeah. Oof. Okay. What do you think about? I don't know if we talked about this last week, but I want to revisit it. What do you think about the whole Stacy and Izzy debacle around credit and like all of that shit? Yeah, we did touch on it really briefly last week. I don't know. It's just so messy. Clearly there was like a communication issue. I think he probably had some shame around it and she can be a little bit pretentious. And I think he was probably just, like, afraid of how she was going to react. And, like, I don't know. I'm not right. surprised that it went down the way that it did. Right. I, is that a reason not to marry him? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think there's other reasons not okay. to marry him. Well, yeah. I think that issue amalgamated with, like, every other reason. I really love mm-hmm. the word amalgamated. The word amalgamated. Mm. It just, like, is kind of a tongue twister. Like, say it five times fast. I dare you. Absolutely not. Okay, great. Exactly. That proves my point. <laughs> I am barely struggling with the regular words here. Yeah. That's all right. Anyway, whatever. So basically, <laughs> all of that like compounded with um But he but he he made the point on the reunion that he wasn't in debt. He just didn't have good credit. And okay. I do feel like those are different things. Can I like, just say he was like yeah. I don't owe anyone money. Like I right. just 
like it's all paid off. I just have bad credit. I don't feel like you have to disclose that. Right. I feel like this is. I think she made it a lot more dramatic than it needed to be. Well, I feel like that very much fit her brand to make it dramatic, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. But I will say I, to be completely transparent, my credit sucks right now. I have been through so Mm. much financially over the past five years. My credit sucks, but I'm also in the place where I don't owe anybody money. So I get it. Right. I get where it's coming from. I don't think you would have to tell someone that. Like, I think a lot of people are in that situation and there's this weird stigma and shame around it. And it's like, and we will absolutely like, we have to dig into that because there's so much like around money um, yeah. like especially as millennials and just money is weird and like we're not able to buy houses because nobody will pay us a fucking living wage and blah 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 but having being in Izzy's shoes I don't know if I'm pretentious as fuck vain as fuck shallow whatever this means about me if anything I don't really care um I don't think I would marry someone in Izzy's shoes even though like I you have- wouldn't marry someone with like a you're in Izzy's shoes. (laughs) I know. So I, I almost wonder, well, hear me out. I almost wonder if it has to do with like, I, I'm actively like, I have literal services that I pay for every month to like better my credit. Like I'm actively working with like a consultant that like works on shit around credit. And you know, it's a huge, um, like weight off of me. So it's like, I'm actively working towards it, but if I was with a guy, and I get, I think it really comes down to like his um, perspective and his like what he's doing to better his credit or better himself mm-hmm. or better his financial whatever. Um, mm-hmm. My problem is, I mean, again, total transparency has typically been like I make a lot of money, but historically I haven't been super smart with it. So you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's, I, I mean, simply I put, mm-hmm. simply put, yeah. and. We can dive into that another time. I have a lot (laughs) of thoughts on it and a lot of like insight. Mm -hmm. But that aside, I do feel like I don't, I, it would have to come down to a guy that I'm with's attitude towards the whole situation. If he's actively like making the right financial decisions and maybe he has like, I don't know, a lower credit score, blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of the way that I know that I want to build my wealth is through purchasing property you know what I mean? And like is through real estate Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it's like, there's just so many like little factors that I feel like I would consider before saying yes to someone at an altar. So I understand where Stacey's coming from. I cannot believe I'm even defending her because operations manager at her father's company and her father's Mm -hmm. sitting here like- (laughs) No, I hear what you're saying. Finances are a huge part of marriage or like they can be, but also there's so many things that you get to define for yourself. Like do they have to merge their finances just because they're married? Right. Like, is that just like a rule? Like exactly. I feel like lots of married couples don't do that. Right. So to me, I'm like, if you're if you're wanting to get married to someone to gain financial stability, which I think mm. a lot of people do, even if it's not the only reason, maybe it's a reason. Right. Like, yeah, marrying someone like Izzy like probably wouldn't be ideal. But if you are trying to be your own financial stability, then I feel like that, like if someone had a low credit score, like it wouldn't matter. You're right. not depending on them. Right. So that's that's so interesting that you bring that up because for me, for example, right now, 
like, yeah, I'll like date somebody, but I don't want to get married again until my credit is like fixed. Like I refuse to. So it's like, I don't want to get married again because it's just like a personal goal thing. I think it's just something like I've always been self, maybe it's, I don't know. I'm still working through why, you know, but like, yeah, maybe it's it's like a self-reliance thing. Maybe, you know, it comes from trauma having been divorced, like at before 30, which apparently people are calling chic. (laughs) I just missed the cut. (laughs) God damn it. I'm taking your chic card. Just an old divorce hag. Just a hag. (laughs) Actually, um, by definition, we're no longer wenches. We're thornbacks, but we can unpack that later. Anyway. Um, Okay. Okay. (laughs) So basically, I wouldn't obviously get married to gain financial freedom. It's just something that I want to achieve by myself. And I think that there's a level of discipline that comes with that, that I want to achieve before I get married again. I think that's really what it is. Mm. Yeah. I just don't care that much about money, but I've always been in a situation where I've like, I've never been in a situation where I'm like, how am I going to pay my bills? I've always had some kind of a nest egg. And for most of my life, I had a partner to like share the load of that with. You know what we call that? Privilege. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. Yes. Me, damn it. Oh, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I have been very privileged with finances, but I also like don't make a whole lot. I don't like to do a lot of things that are super expensive. Like I'm not a big traveler. I feel I don't like- I think you like to do I'm, a lot of things, period. No shade. Exactly. Just, I'm, I'm like, like, I just want I my cozy like little that. apartment. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But so I don't I don't know. I feel like maybe because I've been so privileged with money throughout my life and have never really gotten to a place of like, fuck, how am I going to pay the bills? Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't feel like that important of an aspect like in a relationship to me. But I've also never like been in a situation where I'm with someone that's like struggling financially. So right. I don't know. It's complicated. It is complicated. Again, not black and white. It's super complex. And it's it doesn't help that it's a situation or a, a topic of conversation rather that nobody wants to fucking talk about because money is uncomfortable, yeah. you know. But yeah. anyway, this episode is not about money. This episode <laughs> is about the real reason for spooky season. Can we please just dive into it? Jesus you, Christ. I just like want to talk about it because I'm like overwhelmed. I know. I'm overwhelmed for you, this fucking guy. Okay, so not even just one. Not even one. Okay, so let's just rewind for a second. I do, I think I've told you I have a graveyard in yes. my phone, okay? Yes. So whenever a guy and I – like, it's just over. It's not it, If whether that be because I need to just leave the, that man alone, <laughs> which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can be because I am who I am. Um, or if it's like, okay, like we mutually agreed, like whatever. I actually got blocked by a guy recently and I learned that because he's really <laughs> hot and I went, I tried to go to his Instagram to show a friend of mine and he was nowhere to be found. I said, no, I know <laughs> that motherfucker is too vain to delete his Instagram. Okay. He wants people mm-hmm. to see what he looks like. Okay. He blocked it's me. not you. Yeah. So like that, like he's in the graveyard. So what I do is I literally put a headstone as their contact name. And so if you Mm -hmm. scroll down to the bottom of like my contact list in my phone, 
there's just a list of of the headstones. Wait, wait, wait. It's just the headstones? Yes. I will literally I show thought, you. Oh, my God, McKinley. I thought that you would put a headstone, like, in front of their names. Nope. It is a little oh, list Oh, my of God. Wait, how many do you have in there? I'm not disclosing that information publicly right <laughs> now, but I will tell you later. Um, so, Hilarious. basically, there was a <laughs> – so a couple of them have resurrected, okay? And that's what I mean by, like, the real reason of spooky season. It just kills me. And it's so – it's like cuffing season. Oh, do you like that I said Jesus Christ? That is kind of spooky. He resurrected. Oh, I see what you did there. That is a connection, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. I do love that. Jesus um, is spooky. But, yeah, no. Like, spooky <laughs> season is not just for the ghosts, the ghouls, the spooky girls, okay? It's not just for fall or Jesus. It is <laughs> – for these suckers that, you know, you thought you were done with that are literally resurrecting themselves. Okay. And that's the key. That's mm -hmm. what I think. Like the key is they have resurrected themselves. They've come out of the woodwork. Okay. This guy yes. that, and I'm not going to give too much detail because I just frankly don't care at this point, um, that mm -hmm. I was like pining over for so long, not so long, but too long. Y'all. No. Y'all. <laughs> Don't do it. It was don't Kelly. It was hard. It was it was a journey. It was a journey. That's the best I can. And we yeah. and we laid him to rest. We laid him to rest. And we moved on. Yes. And he fucking rose from the dead. exactly Just that like, soil was too fresh. Soil. Too fresh. The soil was too fresh. So basically, you just, you just like read the text. What text? The ones that he sent me. The, yes. Okay, actually, let me give some context first. So okay. remember, okay. you remember, this was the guy that I, and I'll read this text. I sent a message to him this summer, and I said. You sent a lot of messages to him this summer. <laughs> okay, first of all, I was not well. And I was hoping for a I summer know. romance that didn't happen. Honestly, oh, if he's listening to this. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, okay, so this was like a while ago. I can't even remember if I sent it to you or if I I think I showed you on FaceTime. So let me dig yeah. a little. Um, but basically I I mean, you remember I texted this man and I said All oh. she wanted was a hot girl summer fling. Truly. That's all she wanted. A hot girl summer fling. I said uh all I wanted. <laughs> Frankly, I can't even find the fucking messages because it was so long ago, it feels like. I said, all I wanted this summer was to get railed in a sundress. <laughs> and this was like the week, the last week of July. I said, and while August is literally next week, that still has not happened. No thanks to you. <laughs> I approved this text. Just for the record, I was very pro sending this text. <laughs> Okay, risky. but you remember he never responded to that. No, he did not because he's a little bitch baby. Or maybe there might be something horribly wrong with him. I don't know. Or and if so, not I horrible. I my consensus is that he's gay, but we'll unpack that later. Basically, I've never had a man turn a proposition down. Like date me. Like if I express like yeah, I kind of want to like explore this and like see where it goes. Whatever. They're like you know, I'm not really in the place, whatever. Fuck you too. Like, I, it's fine. But like when I'm like, hey, there's sex with no strings attached and you're like, nah, never in my life. So confusing. Mm -hmm. So Guys, confusing. And she did not handle it well. 
Yeah, I was not okay. I was like, literally, this is why I'm in therapy. No, I'm kidding. But no, basically, (laughs) so he resurrected. I was out with my friends on Saturday night and got a text from a number that I didn't recognize because I deleted everything because I was like, I need to just move on from this. This is too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I said, who's this? And he responded with his name and like the dead uh, emoji face, like the all the lines and mm-hmm. the eyes and the mouth. And I was like, what? Like, were you I was flattered? Shocked. Were you flattered that I was like drunk texting and calling you? And like, now that I like moved on, you're like, okay, really? You don't know who this is? No, motherfucker. I don't know who this is. God Ooh. damn it. Like, what? I just, I'm actually perplexed. I am too. I want to talk to this guy. No, you don't. What do I? What do I do with that? Like, what do oh, I do with I that? I really, really do. <laughs> mm. All of that to say, um, I ended. He just said, "Sorry, didn't want to bother you," and I was like, "All good. I probably, you know, owe you for all the late night calls and texts, drunken late night calls and texts, whatever." And um, then you I said, said what's, "What's up?" I said, "What's up?" It's two o'clock in the morning. Nothing. No response. Silence. To this day. What the fuck? What is wrong with these men? I have no idea. And I'm honestly at the point where I'm trying to not figure it out anymore. I'm like, okay, we're just going to like move on from this. And the guy that's going to be healthy, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, all of these things, the guy, like I, if it's for me, one day it will come. And I've kind of gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you guys like, I probably may say, I may, I, let's not say probably, my take may be different next week. Who knows? I may be like, why the fuck doesn't it love that? Whatever. But right now I'm starting to like lean into this power of like, okay, what will be, will be. And I. Mm, good. I love that for you. You know, I'm just like really focusing on like working out and um, considering like continuing like my career and what I want for that and investing Mm -hmm. my money and traveling. Like those are the things that I, and I had a come to Jesus moment with a friend that was in town this past weekend. She has two kids. She's a single mom. And she was like, honestly, she was like so loving about it. She's the first person I ever smoked a blunt with. Oh, that's very sweet. (laughs) In Denver, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Great Um, night. But she basically was like, just like, I hear you talking about these things that you want and it's not bad to want those things, which is something I'm coming to terms with also. But it's like, Mm. just take your time. Yeah. And I would consider her maybe being kind of like on the opposite end of things because she is a single mom. She's an entrepreneur. She um, has two kids under the age of 10. Well, her oldest is 10. I think (laughs) I might be imagining that. that. Yeah, whatever. But like, no, I like obviously under the age of 10, like it's just more work. Like you have to tend to them. Yeah. More. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, like she just, she, we talked it through and she put things into perspective and it was like really great. Um, Good. But yeah, I think that's just kind of like where I'm landing. Like I dropped her off at the airport this morning and was driving home and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to go get a coffee and I can literally do anything I want with my day. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. kind of dawned on me. I was like, oh, this is what she's talking about. It's these moments mm-hmm. of I am living freedom. for myself. Freedom, right? Yeah. Like I 
I don't the have autonomy to of your whole day. Exactly. Like I don't have to pick up kids from school at a certain time. I don't have to go like, you know, pump breast milk. I don't have to go like mm. sit with the father of my children, whether that be, you know, my partner or not. Like all of those things. Yeah, I think I really kind of came to appreciate it. And I'm starting to like when I I do like get sad about wanting more than that, I'm like, remember that feeling that you had driving home from the airport on your way to get a mm. caramel latte, you know? Mm. I'm like, okay, I can hold on to that. That's something more tangible, you know? Mm. Have you heard of a glimmer, like the opposite of a trigger? No, but I think if I can guess, it's – I mean, it is what I'm thinking and that is yeah. beautiful. I love that. It's like moments like that, like moments where you're like, oh, like everything is going to be okay. Right. Like moments, like little like pockets of peace, if right. you will. Um, but like once you start like looking for those little moments, because that feeling doesn't last very long. Right. Right. Like that feeling of peace. But if you can like try to savor it and go back to it, um, I think it's really powerful. Right. Right. I agree. It is a glimmer and I think, you know, even just thinking about I, it kind of hit me today, just everything that's happening around the world right now, mm. it's just like I will take peace in whatever form it comes in mm -hmm. at this point. I will literally yeah. take it for all that it is in whatever form because, yeah, I mean, those – it's it really just comes down to like not taking things for granted, I think, in my mind. Um, which I know is obviously easier said than done. We live very privileged lives. We live in, you know, this society where, yeah, I'm not even going to go into it. It's not worth it. But it's it's rough um, kind of getting lost in those Oof. moments of just like despair, you know. This really took a turn from recapping Love is Blind. I know. Lib. <laughs> recap. Lib recap. Hashtag lib recap. I don't like it. I don't either. It was, reminds me of, this doesn't even make sense, like an LBD, little black dress. You're going to hate me I don't know what I'm about to say. God. I know what, what LBD stands for, and I literally use it all the time, but you said that, and I was like, little black dick? <laughs> I was so, like, I, I think it might be the wine. I don't fucking know, but I was like, what? I don't hate you for that. I, I was like, is there that. something that I'm missing? I don't want anything little, but whatever. Anyway, well, y'all, we are so happy that y'all could join us for this mini-sode. Um, you know, typically our shows are a little bit longer and because we're always long-winded and we have a lot of shit to say and a lot of thoughts, but – And ADHD. That too. And typically we record at night where – or when our meds have worn off. Um, and we are usually drunk and or high. Correct. <laughs> Is that a secret? We're having a great time. <laughs> I don't know that it's a secret, but now it's not. I'm not – I'm okay with that. I don't care, honestly. Yeah. I'm staring at an empty bottle of wine in a full glass. So whatever. Um, all of that to say, thank you guys again for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.